Harry singing firework, and like any self-respecting homosexual, I can't help but sing along. I feel good. Not quite a firework, but maybe a glade fresh linen-scented candle? The feeling doesn't last for long as I pull onto Sunset Boulevard. I'm met with an enormous billboard of none other than Taylor Grayson himself staring down at the cars passing by. He's in a dark plaid suit with a perfectly fitted white shirt, unbuttoned just a few buttons below decent, and he's glaring into the camera with a smoldering, mysterious, oddly serious, and beyond sexy look. The pants hug his thighs in a way that no pants have ever hugged thighs before. Most of the time, I don't fall for this kind of overt attempt to sell something based solely on the look of the person wearing it. I'm not one of those guys who melts at the drop of a hat or towel in the gym. But there's something about this towering Taylor Grayson picture that sends a feeling from my stomach down to between my legs, and suddenly, I'm sweating. I crack the window, and a woman next to me in traffic gives me a dirty look. I've forgotten just how loud I've turned my radio, and before I can grab the volume control, the woman shouts, We get it, you're a firework, then flips me the bird. Welcome to Los Angeles. Four minutes, I tell myself, repeating these words in my head. Four minutes? That is all the time it will take to get this interview in the can. I haven't been this nervous since I tried my hand at dating, and that was, what, three years ago? Dating was fun, or rather the idea of dating was fun, but the actual act was depressing. I met a handful of nice guys and a handful of cute guys, but none who were both. Los Angeles is quite possibly the worst place in America to try dating. People are either too ambitious to even learn your name unless you work for a big-shot agency, or they're so lazy that the majority of their time is spent smoking pot and watching old episodes of Roseanne. I belong, generally speaking, to the latter. It's not that I'm not interested in men. I am. Men take up about 70% of my thoughts, the other 30 made up of dreaming of Pinkberry and traveling to Paris someday, in that order. It's just that Los Angeles is a little outside my comfort zone, dating-wise. I love it here, but no matter how long I stay, I just can't seem to get the courage to really live. Which is code for, I'm a virgin. Yep, my name is Alex Kirby, and I'm the last gay 24-year-old virgin on Earth. I came out kind of late, or at least late for my generation. I was 20. Even then, it was basically forced out of me by Maddie, who's been gay, as he puts it, since Jennifer Aniston had her first nose. It's not that I have a problem with being gay, I don't. I just grew up in the type of family that doesn't like talking about feelings, and certainly never uttered the word sex. We were Jehovah's Witnesses. And I'm still not sure what that means, other than that we didn't celebrate holidays, and I owned a three-piece suit from the age of five years old. My family taught us that any kind of even remotely sexual thought was not okay. The idea of gay thoughts never even crossed their minds, but they certainly crossed mine. My best friend in church camp was a kid named Cody. Cody's family moved away when I was 15, and I still don't know where they are. Cody and I knew each other for a few years before we were roommates in church camp. It was our last year. We were 17. I had the top bunk and Cody had the bottom. The room also housed three other bunk beds, just like ours, occupied by other boys our age who kept us up at night with disgusting fart noises and the wild laughter that would follow. Cody and I had never talked much, but sometime during the symphony of armpit farts being emitted from the other boys, we formed a kinship as people who just wanted to go home. Our last night at camp, there was a leak one of those summer rainstorms that keeps the Midwest from turning into a desert, 
and it caused water to start dripping through a crack in the cabin ceiling. As the night wore on, the leak went from crack to hole to basically a full-on water faucet pouring directly onto my head. Eventually, I got out of bed and made a pallet on the floor. I found a rusty old bucket under the sink in the bathroom and put it on the top bunk, which created the kind of soothing rain sound you hear on guided meditation CDs, and then attempted to sleep. I tossed and turned on the cold, hard floor. It was wooden and smelled from the decades worth of smelly teenage boy feet that had walked upon it every summer. Cody whispered to me through the pitch dark. Psst. Hey. Psst. The sound came from seemingly nowhere. Hello? I answered back to the darkness that sounded a lot like a boy my age. It's me, Bottom Bunk, Cody. Cody and I knew each other moderately well. We weren't best friends by any means, but we were familiar enough to know each other.